0: Hello, I am the Archivist. I keep the temple of the Mistress of Knowledge here in Volaris. I retain stories, lore, legends. All knowledge that is worth keeping, I keep. And you have come to me today to hear a tale. Very well, I believe I have just the one. This is the tale of Erland Thoraxson. He's a young man, strong of muscle, bright of mind, who will put both those muscles and that mind to the test as he gets involved in a strange new organization here in Volara. Please relax and listen to my story. It's been a it's been a voyage of moderate length. You've been making yourself helpful around the ship. They always need another hand to, to pull ropes or to, to wind the capstan for the anchor or whatever it is. And you've just been happy to kind of lend your, uh, lend your muscle and whatever skills and abilities you have. Finally, you sail into the uh, harbor of Volaris. The large rocky outcrop in the middle of the bay with the lighthouse named the Sentinel is standing. It's daytime, so it's not lit, but it is still kind of an impressive sight as you uh, sail past it. You sail up to the, uh, the docks, the city slowly growing larger and larger you know you get close to the docks the ship slows down it takes some time there's some wondering which dock you're being assigned to the pilot rows out and talks to the captain and uh quite frankly at this point it's getting a little boring um but finally you're pulled up to the dock and uh the gangplank is let loose and you stand here on the dock just a a bustle of activity um all around you there are ships being loaded Unloaded Directly in front of you, you can kind of see an open space where people are, are stacking crates and, and loading crates and taking crates off ships. And also with wagons traveling back and forth, ferrying them to, to different places. And then across this little open area, you see just a series of taverns. They're all just kind of lined up there, and there are people going in and out of them and drinking, and passengers are exiting off the ship past you, and you're here in Valaris. What would you like to do? Uh,
1: what is the oldest-looking tavern among them?
0: There's one kind of in the middle.
1: All right, well, I'm going to start making my way uh, towards the tavern row. I want to take a look at the taverns and see kind of what different people are heading inside and out. I have a particular variety that I, I tend to look for. I like to you know find stories among particular people.
0: And, and you notice uh, as you kind of approach the, the row of taverns that some of them seem to be frequented a bit more by sailors. Some of them look like they're a little bit more dock workers. Uh, there's a couple nicer ones that seem to be catering to, to passengers who just got off ships and things like that. Uh, there's a couple that look uh, just like run down. There's a couple that are kept in pretty good shape. But there is one that especially kind of catches your eye. It doesn't, have a, it doesn't have a sign out front. Um, it's, a, it's a well-made building, but it's definitely older. And uh, the only thing, the only thing by way of any sort of marking or anything on the outside of the building is that there appears to be a cluster of arrows just nailed right beside the door. There are a couple drunk people kind of laid out on the porch, but not like they fell there. Like they've actually been laid neatly next to each other. But as you, as you kind of get a peek in the door as somebody walks in, it looks it looks clean and inviting inside.
1: Okay. Do the arrows in the like the doorway, do they look like they've been there for a long time?
0: Yes. Um, a okay. couple of them, there are fletchings missing. Um, only a couple of them still have heads on them. Uh, in fact, it looks like there used to be more, but probably some of them fell off.
1: <laughs> Alright. Uh, I'm going to take an arrow out of my quiver and just by hand... Just jam it in there uh, with okay. the rest of them to leave my own arrow in this in this spot.
0: Sure. Um, so do you just you just jam it in point first? Yeah, just point first.
1: Go and you know. All right. Just jam it right in like uh, a pick.
0: So, <laughs> so you walk up to the door, you you slam your arrow in, and it it sticks out proudly, kind of right next to all the others. Um, and then do you enter? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go inside. Um, so you walk in. And there are several, uh, several kind of tables of people. Um, it looks like a pretty general crowd. Like it's not specifically workers. It's not specifically passengers. It's kind of a mixed deal in here. And there's a young, uh, there's a young elf um, behind the behind the bar, kind of moving back and forth, taking orders and stuff. Um, she's got a couple uh, bits of metal stuck through parts of her face, and she uh, she's just like she's piercings are like shrapnel. Like, uh, well, there are piercings that look like shrapnel Um, uh okay these are these are designed but they're not ornamental shall we say Mm, Uh, it's more like it's more like somebody cut a hole in her face and jammed a piece of metal in and she was like oh that's cool um so she's running she's kind of running back and forth uh serving drinks and stuff and occasionally you also see her step out from behind the bar and serve tables so it looks like she might be the only employee here Gotcha.
1: i am going to just approach the bar and I'll wait until she is uh, back behind the bar and just motion for her for her attention. Just hold up a hand and you know just wait for her to come
0: over. Uh, she comes over and she's like, oh, "Yeah, uh, you you need something?" Uh, yes, I was curious about the, this tavern. Actually,
1: I noticed that it doesn't have a sign, and I was wondering if it has a name.
0: Oh yeah, uh, people call it Casula's Arrows. Casula, uh, that's that's me. I'm I'm the proprietor. I own this place. Uh, yeah, and those are those are my arrows out front. I guess it's just what people call it. It's a it's a thing. Oh,
1: it's uh, an interesting name. Uh, are you an archer?
0: No, uh, but I'm an elf, and I think the stereotype stuck.
1: <laughs> uh, yes, I can appreciate uh, stereotypes of that nature. Um, now, another question, and I hope this isn't uh, offensive. I don't mean to bother you, but the the metal in your in you. Uh, on your face. Yeah. I was curious about it.
0: Um, seemed like a good idea at the time. And once you've got one, you might as well get several more.
1: Is that common here? Do more, is that something that most people do?
0: Eh, you'll find some here and there. Uh, but it's not, it's not a, it's not a popular thing. Does it mean something? Mostly it means that people leave me the alone. (laughs) Um, I mean, it doesn't have, and it doesn't have any, any kind of deep spiritual meaning or anything. Uh, but you know, uh, you see a lady with metal in her face, you tend to leave her alone a little bit. You may notice I'm, I'm fairly young to run this place, and it helps, uh, helps to scare people off. Makes me a little bit older. It's not like I can grow a beard. Yes, well, I can see how that would be advantageous. Then that's an interesting, an interesting idea. So uh, you need something.
1: Uh yes, uh I just got into town and well, I just got off a boat and the food wasn't wonderful. Uh what's good to eat?
0: I have all the taverns along the road who actually I have a stew going in the back. Um mine's only been going for a couple of years, so it's not, you know, quite as aged as some of the others, but it is it is back there and then, you know, got good got some good good quality cheese to get into it and uh have wine or mead if you want to drink. Uh, if you're interested in some food, I can I can give you a whole meal for uh, about three silver pieces. Well, sure, I'll take a whole meal. She uh she kind of runs off, takes a couple more orders as she goes to the back and comes out. And being a traveler, you're familiar with the uh, the forever stews that a lot mm-hmm. of uh, a lot of places have going. They've just been boiling over a fire for literally years as more stuff gets added and scooped out. And so she comes back with a with a bowl and a hunk of cheese and uh, did you want wine or mead? Uh, a mead if yeah, you ha- don't. how did I know <laughs> so she brings you she brings you an actual horn of mead It's like actually a horn um, oh. that she's she sits there and she's like, I'll be taking your money now and uh, if you need anything else uh, just let me know Of course. Thank you very much all right
1: and then, uh, I'm gonna sit there and eat for a few minutes. I'm gonna look around and uh, just kind of gauge the atmosphere see how people kind of what the mood is in town.
0: This tavern is, is, is quiet. Um, you've got some people who are being loud, like they're playing cards and stuff, maybe in the corner, but they're not like, um, rambunctious or, or destructive in any way. You see every now and then a couple sailors will come in and out every now and then a guy will come in and he'll kind of check with Kasula and like talk to her for a little bit. And then he'll leave. It's, it's kind of curious what this is all about. And then you see one of the guys at the bar kind of slump over like he's had a little bit too much. And mm-hmm. uh, the next time one of these guys comes in, um, Kasula kind of nods at him. The guy who's come in goes over and lifts the guy like over his shoulder like a sack of potatoes and takes him out and lays him down on the porch next to all the others. <laughs> oh, is
1: there a uh, pile forming?
0: They're they're just lined up. Uh, I don't want to say like corpses. That's so morbid. But essentially like corpses just on the porch. They're just one right next to each other, I guess, waiting for them to wake up.
1: That is... Not
0: incredible. something you noticed on the porches of any of the other taverns, by the way. Just this, That's just a thing that this place it's does. It's just a thing that apparently Kasula does to keep her seats open. Um, Interesting. And, you know, um, she's, she's got these sailors and these dock workers who come in and help her out with this. But other than that, it's a fairly normal mix of people, passengers, sailors, dock workers, just in general, just coming in and out. Nothing, mm-hmm. nothing too terribly exciting happens while you're in there.
1: Got it. I don't overhear any uh, any big news. Nothing like major. People aren't discussing like big, big things happening in town. Um,
0: You do hear. You do hear that there's uh, apparently there's a new gang forming in the Warrens. uh, Which you get the feeling isn't necessarily like the biggest news because there's always gangs in the Warrens. That's that's why they're there to keep the gangs out of the city. And uh, but this one, this one seems to be rising a little bit faster maybe than some of the others do. It's a little bit more than a neighborhood gang. They're called mm-hmm. the Vipers and they've uh, they've started. Uh, apparently, they started harassing some merchants in in the arse, in the arse. Yeah, ah, yes,
1: those common shops.
0: The, yeah, the common shops down there just outside the wall on the south end of the city. Um, apparently, some of those shopkeepers have been bothered by them, but they haven't really become like a big criminal network or anything.
1: Gotcha. So they're they're an up-and-coming group that hasn't quite hit the big time, but they're getting there.
0: Yeah, and they seem to—it's almost like they came out of nowhere. People are like, normally we hear about these gangs when they start as neighborhood gangs. This one's just kind of, oh, suddenly there's a gang that's bothering merchants. Um, So they're not the big time, but they've definitely kind of—they're on their way there.
1: People have noticed them. Interesting.
0: Well, I'm going to finish my—
1: do. I'm I'm cu- I'm curious about the Vipers, but I don't want to just walk right into the <laughs> into the Warrens and start looking for gang members. I suppose there's a guard post nearby. I could go visit. I'll go to the the Beehive. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah it's not too much trouble. You know, to step out of the tavern and and ask a random guard, be like, "Hey, where where's the nearest post?" And they direct you um north. And as you reach uh, kind of the north end of the tavern row, there you see in front of you. Um, what looks like a, a series of small forts, almost, and you notice that each one of them, the door is open and, and carts are moving in and out. And uh, there's a little, a little fortified structure there um, with a bunch of people in guards uniforms. And uh, you recognize this as the guard post. So you approach the guard post, and there's a couple guards standing, just kind of standing there on watch outside of it. Hmm. I don't want to just, and
1: uh, I kind of do want to just walk up, but at the same <laughs> time, I. Uh... I feel like just walking up and going, hello, let me fix your gang problem might result in a <laughs> less than subtle, mm. uh, what's up with this guy? Right. So we have the the head, the waist, and the arse, and those are just on the edge of the war. And those are the people that are getting harassed mostly by the the virus, correct?
0: Right. And um, kind of what you've gathered from the conversation is that the head is like upper lower class and the arse is like... Not quite the lowest because that's the Warrens, but they're kind mm-hmm. of arranged in level of popularity. Um, and those are outside the city wall. And then, of course, at the north side of town is where all the all the rich people are. But people, yeah. People, yeah. people from this side don't go up there very often. Is there any kind
1: of like notice board or like a bounty board or anything like that? Anything that's like specifically enlisting the help of outsiders or mercenaries?
0: not as much. There are there is a board of advertisements um for different different inns and places of lodging and temples uh and shops. But there's not really so much a call for say uh hired hired muscle okay. simply because you've seen a lot of guards in this area of town and it seems like the guards care about what's inside the walls and maybe aren't as strict about what happens outside
1: with that information. Then I think I am going to go ahead and move into that outer wall district. I'm going to take a look and see sure. if it's like, if the vipers are, are like operating by daylight, if it's like brazen enough that you would see it just going out there, or if it's more of like a, a general atmosphere. Of...
0: So you head back down uh, past the taverns to the, uh, the Southern gates and stepping outside the gates it's obvious that this is like this is a clear defining boundary inside the gates you had you had the large buildings you had the nice taverns you had a guard post right there when you step outside the the streets are still mostly stone but they're a lot muddier and a lot less clean mm-hmm. and you can see you know spots where the the paving stones have come up and not been replaced the shops all have kind of an air of you know, some of them look like they might fall apart any moment. Some of them look uh, a little bit, a little bit more sturdy. But in all, there's not the level of, um, shall I say, sophistication that there was on the other side of the wall. So <clears throat> you spend some time kind of walking around. You know, just getting, getting the lie of the land. the The shops are laid out. They're not like crammed right up against each other. There's a little bit of room to maneuver, and there's some, some decently defined streets here and there is one shop that catches your eye mainly because the front of the shop has it it looks like somebody dumped out their kitchen trash in front of the shop there's rotten vegetables and as you get closer you see that not only have they just been dumped out but like it appears that some have been thrown and splattered against the front wall and uh you kind of check up at the sign and there's a sign that says stroth's furnace except that the S's in Straths and the C in Furnace have clearly been scratched out and then repainted. And so you've got this, uh, you've got this, this vandalized sign and all of these disgusting vegetables strewn about the front of the, uh, of the building. And this is kind of the most obvious sign of anything wrong that you've seen in this area. All right.
1: Uh, is the does it have like a, an open front door? Is it like a walk in or yes? A
0: different... Yes. Gotcha.
1: Um,
0: <clears throat> the front door is standing open, and it, gotcha. it looks like maybe previous uh, customers have kind of kicked out a little path through the rotten vegetables. To get to the front door. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, I am going to just step over the vegetables, kind of knock on the door frame,
0: stick my head in, see. Was about? There's a tall, a very tall, actually very tall, uh, almost your height. He uh, he has bluish green skin, and he kind of glances up as you knock on the door, and he's like, "Oh, hello." Hello. Uh,
1: I noticed you had a bit of a, a mess out front. I was curious about that.
0: And at this at this he kind of like he kind of like falls in on himself a little bit. Like there's a definite sort of oh. He's
1: like a like, deflating.
0: He's like yeah yeah I know. I need to get it cleaned up, but, um, you know, sometimes sometimes the gangs the gangs are just so mean. And I'm sorry, I'll clean it up as soon as business is over today. No,
1: please, it's quite all right. I'm not bothered by it. I was simply curious. That's it.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, they keep throwing stuff at the front of my shop, and it's frustrating. Do you have any idea why? It's because it's I can't talk right, and I won't pay them money.
1: Ah, that would also make sense. I see. Well,
0: they vandalized uh, I, they vandalized my thine. They threw vegetables at me. Do you have a broom? Yes. May I see it? And he kind of he kind of goes back and and comes out with a broom that he hands to you.
1: Yeah. I am going to reach around to my back and like click unsheath my axe mm-hmm. and just set it head down on the floor. Take the broom out front and I'm going to start cleaning the uh, the vegetables in the muck away. I'll, I'll keep vigilant as I do this to see if anybody notices right. me. Right.
0: So, yeah, you, you take your time, and, and you're, you know, you're half sweeping, half kind of sweeping the street, looking for trouble. Um, and you do see uh, there's a couple of people who walk by who look over and just kind of, like, shake their heads. And and there are some that, that look over, and they appear to be, like, sort of upset by what's happening, like, indignant. Nobody helps you, but... Some of them appear to be indignant. You also notice at one point that there's a man who walks down the other side of the street and he ducks into an alley and then he comes back out of the alley and keeps walking.
1: Uh, I want to see, did, did it look like he had something in his hands that he didn't have when he went into the alley?
0: No. He just ducked in and was in there for like 30 seconds and then came out and left.
1: Interesting. Uh, I'm going to wait until he's out of view, sure. or at least until it looks like he's out of view, and I'll uh, just... Peek into the alley, see if see what if it looks like he did something
0: there. Um, are you going to cross the street?
1: Yeah, I'll okay. leave the the shop behind for the moment.
0: So uh, you kind of set the broom to the side and you uh, you stride across the street. Everybody gets out of your way. <laughs> Every, everybody moves out of your way. You get right across the street and kind of looking in the alley. You see the other end of the alley. You see somebody disappear around the corner just as you look in.
1: So, but nothing. There's nothing left in the alley.
0: So, yeah, you kind of look, and it's not exactly the same, as you know, out in the wilderness. But your tracking skills are still here. And uh, it appears that somebody was standing here for a while.
1: There's some
0: some scraps of food, and there's some, like, it's well-trodden ground. And somebody came in, and you see this, you obviously see the steps of the man who came in and then left. It appears that he came in, stood next to the other guy for a while, and then left.
1: Gotcha, so it was... A pretty quick affair, but they were clearly meeting each other. All right. And then do the, uh, well, I assume that the alleyway leads into another Yeah, it like, leads to the next street, street over. Gotcha. So I wouldn't be able to track him on that because footsteps not. in a, a, yeah. a million footsteps. All right. Well, that's good to know. I'm going to head back to the uh, the shop.
0: <clears throat> so, you, you know, you continue sweeping. You don't really notice anything else of, of interest during that time. But when you go back in to uh, Stroth's Furnace, you see who you assume is Stroth himself, kind of looking at your uh, kind of looking at your axe. And Mm -hmm. as you you come in, he kind of looks up startled and he's like, oh, this is a very nice axe. Thank you. It was my father's and it was his father's before him. That's really amazing. I don't have anything like that, but I hope that someday one of the things that I make here becomes something like that.
1: All right. Well, I'm going to pick my battle axe back up and I'll I'll
0: let him hold it for a minute.
1: I'll say um,
0: here, feel it. And and when he when he holds it and looks at it, and you know you can see looking in, you're in a blacksmith shop. Um, yeah. You know, he's like he's examining the workmanship of it. You can tell that like when he holds it, he's not thinking about glorious battle. He's thinking, he's thinking, that, thinking about making one. Right. He's like, okay, the next guy who wants to do glorious battle, how can I make him something like this? Um, Gosh. And so he, he examines it, you know, he kind of, he kind of traces the, uh, the workmanship of the axe head and everything. And he's like, Th- this is very nice. Thank you for cleaning and for letting me see this. This is really nice of you.
1: Of course. And uh, I noticed that you are a blacksmith. Perhaps there is something that you can do for me in return. Oh, what's that? Well, and I pull out one of my hand axes and I hold it up and I go, you know, I have one at the moment. But I was wondering... Wouldn't it be better to have two? If you could oh. make me another one of these, just a oh, nice you little. Need a, you, need a ha-
0: you need a hand. You need a hand axe. Yes. Oh. Uh, okay. And he kind of like scurries into a back room and comes out with a tray with like five hand axes on it. Perfect. And
1: uh, I'll pick one up and I'll kind of weigh it, see how it feels with the other one in my hand. You know, get a good balance between the two of them.
0: Yeah, and and there are several. His his workmanship doesn't appear to be the most consistent. Um, but you can find one that kind of matches your other one weight-wise.
1: Gotcha. I'm gonna go ahead and I will just take, you know, grab one, stick it in a sling on the other side of my belt, uh, and then I'll I'll chip him five gold pieces.
0: Oh, that's not that's not necessary. You helped me out. You helped me out. You're fine.
1: Please, I insist. Oh, okay. Good craftsmanship deserves good compensation.
0: Well, thank you. Not everyone is so nice to me, but I appreciate you. Of
1: course. Now, there is one more thing that I, uh, you could do for me if oh. it wouldn't be too much trouble. Okay. If they come back, let uh-huh. me know. Try and find me. My name is Erland. Okay. Pleasure to meet you. Okay. Uh, and if they come back, just uh, try and find me.
0: Sure. Sure. Sure thing. I'll, I'll do that. Perfect. Yeah.
1: Well, best of luck to you in your business.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, luck, but I'm to you, gonna... luck to you, too.
1: I'll be moving along, and hopefully, I can get to the bottom of uh, stopping whatever it is these people are interested in. Get okay. them to leave you alone.
0: That would be great. Perfect.
1: All right. Well, then I'm gonna just pat him on the shoulder <laughs> and head on out.
0: He's fa- he's very much like eyeing you like a big brother right now.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, did he appear to also? Was he similar race, or was he uh, just another he, like giant-ish?
0: No, he has uh, he has bluish green skin. I don't know if you've ever encountered a Triton before. Oh, a Triton! Um, yes, you've, uh, you've cleaned up. You've done at least one good deed for the people uh, for the people here in Valaris.
1: I am gonna see. So I know that there. I uh, I know what the one person looked like, but I only briefly saw the other one disappear around a corner. Sure. So like there's no way I'm going to find no, him.
0: No, like his but back can, is what you saw.
1: Exactly. Not much to go on there. I am going to try and see if I can't locate that other guy, the one that went in first. See if maybe he's still, you know, wandering around the district, you know, eyeing other shops, disappearing into other alleyways.
0: Uh, You spend most of the afternoon walking around, uh, not seeing much. And you're a little bit taller than everybody, so you have a pretty good view over the heads you just, you're just you just having a hard time. You can't figure out why you can't find this guy.
1: Yep, he is gone to me.
0: Evening evening is coming on. Uh, the sun's starting to get low, and for some reason you just haven't been able to find him.
1: All right. Well, uh, since I can't find him, I am going to... It's, you said it's getting late. I don't want to try and waste too much time looking for What race did he look to be? Human. He was a human. Oh, great. A human in a sea of people. I know, right? All right. Well, I'm going to find somewhere to hunker down for the night. I want to be here among it. Is there a place in this, this belt of land between the the, Sid, the Wall, and the Warrens that I could uh, hunker in?
0: It doesn't appear that there's, there's lodging or anything, but I'm sure if you ask Stroth, he'd probably let you stay with him.
1: I was actually just about to suggest that. Yeah, uh, I'm going to see if I can impose a, a upon Strahd. Uh, I'll ask him if I can just like sit on the front step, uh, maybe you know grab some couch or something. Oh yeah, I'm he uh,
0: he's like the only place I have for you is down here in the workshop. But I'll bring you a bunch of blankets, and like he comes back down with like three or four blankets and a couple <laughs> gotcha. pillows. Um, well, I'll set
1: up my bedroll as well. I have a uh, a little setup myself, so yeah, I'll put some
0: he invites you to share a meal with him that evening. Um, he doesn't have anything to drink, but he, he has plenty of water that he shares with you. <clears throat> he just, he just seems really happy. Almost like, almost like a little kid staying the night with their friend for the first time.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: like you definitely get that kind of naive, but wholesome vibe from him.
1: This is precious. He's a good kid. I, uh, <laughs> I'm happy. I'm happy. I, helped him. I want to, once he's gone to bed and, you know, sufficiently had his, you know, fun of hanging sure. out with sure. me, I'm going to just hang around in the, in the shop, kind of sitting near the windows. Maybe like every once in a while, I'll like open the door and lean against the door frame. Just see if I can spot anybody who maybe is watching the, the store itself or anybody who, you know, is vandalizing another store nearby. Just, I just want to keep an eye out for any suspicious activity. I will probably wait until midnight, 1 o'clock, and then if nothing happens by then, I'm going to call it a night so I don't wear myself out.
0: You stay up. You keep watch. You do see probably about uh, 11 going on toward midnight. Um, You do see a man cross the other side of the street, go in the same alley, and then come out again.
1: All right. I'm following him. I am gonna follow him as quietly as possible.
0: You uh, you slip out the door and you're headed down. You're headed down the street after this guy, and you watch as he goes down a couple streets and then he kind of ducks into another alley. And then you you're kind of approaching and suddenly he pops out again and keeps walking.
1: Gotcha. Um, Is am I
0: close to him? You're you're not that close. Like you didn't like run. I, I assume you didn't just like run up behind no, him. No, I didn't just quiet. like sprint after him. And as as you follow him for probably the next fifteen minutes, he does this two or three more times. He'll duck into an alley and then leave. Yeah. I
1: wanna see if uh, if he left anything behind or if he left anybody behind.
0: Actually, it's the first it's the very first alley he ducked into. You kind of glance in as you go past and you lock eyes with somebody standing in there leaning against the wall. Mm-hmm. And then as he doesn't you he just kind of looks at you and you walk on. And then the next time you see the guy duck into an alley and duck out, you approach that one a little bit quieter and you glance around and there's another guy in there just leaning against the wall. That is odd.
1: So he's just he's not leaving. He's just leaning against the wall.
0: Right. Everyone, every single alley that this guy you've been following has gone into has had someone in it not doing anything. That's bizarre. Okay.
1: I am going to, instead of actually physically approaching, I'm going to peer in front of him uh, and just try to like pin him down. I like keeping him here because I know the moment that I appear, he's going to try to run. So I want to be set up, brace myself so that when I get there, I'm just going to lock him down.
0: Is this the guy in the alley or the guy you're following?
1: The guy in the alley.
0: Okay, sure. You just misty step, boom, you appear right in front of him and immediately grab him. Yes, And uh, immediately the unmistakable smell of pee hits your nose uh, as he's like, ah, 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 and he seems a little bit incoherent. OK,
1: I am going to just kind of put my hands under his arms and lift him up and I'm going to look him in the eyes and go, I need you to calm down.
0: He kind of he kind of bobs his head up and down a little bit and stops letting out the, the squeal that he was.
1: Good. And I slowly put him back down and I'm going to go, uh, who was that? And why was he talking to you?
0: I'm, I'm just a, I'm just a watcher. I just watch all night. See? And he points across to uh, there's a uh, there's an alchemist shop at like a potion herb seller shop right across the street. He's like, I was just I was just watching. And and he comes and he checks in to see if I saw anything. All right. What is his name? We don't we don't really go by names.
1: Do you have a code name? Yeah. Uh, Do oh, I have to oh, ask you oh, for it?
0: Oh so sorry, sorry. I uh, oh my goodness. He's like, yeah, yeah. His uh, we, we call him Fang. Fang. Yeah.
1: That's and, okay. and if it helps
0: if it helps, I'm scale.
1: <laughs> I just I like grab him by the shoulder and I like tussle his hair and I go, Of course you are.
0: Yeah. Is is that going to be all?
1: No. Give me one second.
0: Uh, Stay right there.
1: And I'm going to, like, let go of him. I'm going to trust him for the moment. And I'm going to just, like, step down to the edge of the uh, alleyway, look and see if I can see Fang still walking down the street.
0: He's about to kind of go around a curve in the street, but you can still see him. He he doesn't appear to have noticed anything odd. He's still just strolling along. Yeah,
1: because I just poofed into the alleyway. So I'm going to go back to Scale, and I'm going to say Scale. Do you work for him? Or do you work for someone else?
0: We we both work for the for the head. For the head. Yeah.
1: Is that another code name?
0: It's what he wants us to call him. So yes. Now,
1: and the head is he a member of the Vipers?
0: Yeah, we all are.
1: Got it. I figured as much. The nicknames kind of give it away. Just got to be safe.
0: Yeah, it's a it's a whole it's a whole thing.
1: All right, Scale. So, what are you watching
0: for? Anything weird. That, right. that shop, that shop over there, they they pay us money to watch for them, so we do. All right.
1: What did you tell? What did you tell Fang?
0: That I hadn't seen anything. All right. Because I hadn't until you freaking appeared in front of me.
1: Yes, and it was very scary. And you peed, and you should clean yourself up when we're done.
0: Yes, I'd love to.
1: Scale. I've got a few more questions, and then I'll let you go. Okay do you work is there anybody in this organization that you do know the name of
0: no that's against the rules
1: okay fair enough that's on me now if i were to let you into my inner circle you know make you my friend would you be able to introduce me to to Fang or the head
0: you want to join the gang yes um yeah? I mean you could just wait here until Fang comes back. He's just doing rounds. Alright. Well I'll do that for the moment.
1: But you better make sure that this goes well. Oh, I'm sure it will. Really t- talk me up, you know?
0: He's he's gonna be mad at me, but you're way bigger than I am and super scary.
1: Well, that's sensible. I think you're doing the right thing. I think you'll be glad you did this. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to hang out, and I'm going to wait and see if Fang comes back. He
0: uh, he leans against the uh, the wall opposite wherever you are in the alley. Um, he's uh, he's on the opposite side, and he just like keeps his eyes fixed across the street and like doesn't even glance at you. He was not ready for a giant man to appear in front of him. So it's probably about an hour, meaning it's probably. Close to one in the morning now.
1: When, I'm uh, tired.
0: Yeah. When you, see, uh, when, you see the, when you see Fang walk around the corner, and he, he kind of glances around the corner, and then he stops. And he's like, Scale, what is this? And Scale is like, I, he appeared in front of me, and then he said he wanted to join the gang, and I didn't want to argue with him because he's really big. And Fang is like, Ugh. oh, okay, Yes, and he looks at you. He's like, what do you want? An introduction. I'm Fang. What do you want? An introduction to someone else. Okay, why? You're
1: because I have an interest in your business
0: ventures. All right. It's just the one of you then? No friends, nothing like that? I'm me and only me. All right. Well, <clears throat> I'm about to go off shift, so you follow me. We'll end up back at the headquarters. All right.
1: I think that that sounds good. And I'm going to elbow scale in the side a little bit. And he I'm gonna jumps. Say, Go get yourself cleaned up. And I'll, I'll slip, I'll slip a, a silver piece into his pocket.
0: He does not notice because he is trying to ignore everything that you do. You follow Feng and, and you, get, you get the feeling this is what he was doing earlier in the day as well. He's literally just walking around checking on all of the... And you notice he calls them all scale. Uh ah. So scale might be like a position rather than a specific code name. Gotcha. It's um, like okay, I see. Yeah, and so he goes and he checks on all of them. Um, nothing has any to report, and you end up uh, you end up walking with him kind of into the Warrens, and there's a definite transition once again from these outskirts here into the Warrens because the Warrens don't have paving stones at all. Um, it's pretty much hard packed dirt. Uh, it's not it's not so much like loose dirt that would become super muddy, but it's very kind of dusty and dry and and very hard packed earth here. And Gosh, he, uh, it's he not very nice. You, no. And, and here, you know, it's the there are no streets. It's basically just alleyways and the buildings seem to be built just however. It appears that all the city planning stopped with the paving stones. <laughs> and, uh, and so you're, you're going through with him, and he kind of stops, and he turns around, and he's like, before we go anywhere, I have to know some things. All right. Why were you at Strath's Furnace earlier today, and why were you cleaning up for him?
1: Well, Strath's Furnace uh, intrigued me, given that there was an enormous mess. I was cleaning up because I find that people will do things for you when they see you as a friend.
0: Mm-hmm. That's uh, high-minded ideals there. So, well, it got me have in, a, didn't it? You're going to have a problem uh, going to Strath tomorrow and hitting him up for some money for us?
1: I don't think I'll have any issues going to see Strath tomorrow,
0: no. And you won't clean up anything, any mess that we make tonight? No. Well, <clears throat> all right, then. Okay, so you have a pretty good idea how to get out of the Warrens, um, but you definitely get the idea he's trying to confuse you.
1: He's leading me like rounds in circles a few times.
0: Oh, yeah. Blind alleys, This was, allies, this like was not a direct path at all.
1: Gotcha. I'm not going to say anything about it. I'm just going to make a note of the actual path.
0: Sure. Um, it probably takes you, you estimate, probably two to three times as long to get here as it should. There's a there's a large building and half of the building uh, looks to be some sort of stable and the other half looks to be actual dwelling. And uh, he leads you down the street and he and he uh, he pounds on the door and he's like, it's Fang. Open up. And the door opens and you see uh, inside there are two two other guys. He uh, he looks at one of them. and He's like, this is Erland. he wants to see the head. He wants to join the gang. You can vet him. I'm going home and going to sleep. And then he turns and he walks away. Oh. All right, then. And well, you, can bang. See, you can see inside the room, there's kind, of a, there's kind of a table pushed up against one wall. There's, there's one guy sitting at the table eating. And there's another guy sitting on a bench next to a fireplace, and he's just kind of sitting there. And uh, he looks up at you, and he's like, so, you want to join?
1: All right, so, I'm going to go full giant stereotype uh, I'm putting on a performance for these guys. I'm gonna go, yeah. All
0: right. Well, what are you good at?
1: I have got this axe. I'm good at killing stuff with it and making people scared with it.
0: Okay. You only get paid when you do a job, and we may not have a job for anyone like you right now. But we may keep you uh, may keep you in mind later when we actually need to do some actual, you know, head chopping things.
1: Well, Fang says that you. Uh, acquire uh, currency from local businesses. I'm pretty persuasive when it comes to that area.
0: Yeah, you're also damn recognizable. I don't know if you noticed, most of us are fairly generic. And and now that you think about it, it's been mostly like average height humans. Ah. Um, Different, differing hairs, of course, and eye colors and stuff like that, but they're all kind of dressed in the same drab clothing and stuff. He's like, yeah, uh, I suppose we could pay you to stand here around headquarters and scare people off if they come in. I can do that. All right. I'm uh, well,
1: pretty sneaky. Mm-hmm. Sure I managed to, follow your, uh, managed to follow your friend there for about three hours before he noticed I was there. Mm-hmm. And in fact, he did. I found him.
0: Mm-hmm. Sure you did. All right. So if you need to sleep, uh, stable next door. There's some hay bales and some stuff in there you could sleep on tonight. Uh, or if you just want to stay up all night in here with us, I guess you can. Nothing exciting's going to happen, though.
1: No, I'll take the sleep.
0: All right. So he points you uh, to a door on the other side of the room, and there's some stairs down into what is very obviously sort of a stable area that hasn't mm-hmm. had horses in it in a long time. Um, and there are some bales of hay and some crates and stuff like that. And uh, you see on one pile of hay, there's a guy just stretched out snoozing. And you kind of select another one and, and you bed down. Yeah, I'm going to try
1: and, like, sleep lightly. I don't want to get anyone to get the drop on me just in case.
0: Sure, sure. And, and nobody tries to, like, harm you or even go through your pockets during the night. Um, Good. You do, you do wake up at one point as you hear a group of men walk into the room. And then there's some talking, and then they walk out. Um, you, get, you get a couple words enough to figure out they're probably going to punish the shops that didn't pay. And the, the next morning dawns, and uh, people seem to be getting up and moving about. And uh, there's a guy who uh, comes in, kind of kicks at your boots a couple times, and he's like, hey, they told me you came yep. in last <laughs> night. You're looking for work. I uh, kind
1: of rub my face and... Mm. Oh, all right. Yes, that was that was me.
0: Well, we need you to do something. All right, what? They said you didn't have a problem with violence.
1: I uh kind of throw my head back a little bit towards the axe, and I go, "Yeah."
0: Uh, not. We don't want anybody killed just yet. Just you know, beating up a little bit. You think you can handle that? Yeah, I think I can handle that.
1: <sighs> kind of crack my shoulders a little bit, roll my neck.
0: He's like, "There's uh." There's a building. I'll send one of my guys with you. Unless you'd like two of my guys, and I could do that as well. But I'll send yeah, some I guys. To do. Uh, all right. I'll send, I'll, send a, I'll send a guy with you to show you where it is. There's a little bastard won't pay us, and you need to go in and, uh, you know, uh, break some stuff in his shop, intimidate him, you know. Maybe, Give him the news. Yeah, you know, break an arm or two. It's, it's up to you. Just uh, make sure he's willing to pay us. Okay. <laughs>
1: Just watch. He'll be begging to pay when I'm done.
0: All right. <clears throat> Fang. And He calls and like two guys pop their heads out and he kind of nods at the one on the right. And, and this guy comes out and uh, he comes down. And he's like, show him where strong hearts is. Let him do what he does. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'll I'll do that. Come along.
1: All right. And I'll follow behind this guy.
0: And, uh, he's kind of a chatty guy. And as he walks, he's like, so, so I guess like, oh, they haven't told us what like your job would be called, but my money's on fist. Like you're a fist. And I know snakes don't have fists, but I think you might be like a fist. I think they may just do that because we already have fangs, but those are like sneaky poisonous guys, you know, but you're, you're this big guy and there's nothing really equal, uh, on you to a snake. So I'm, I'm going to call you fist. Is that Okay.
1: Uh yeah, that's fine.
0: Okay, uh I'm I'm Fang and you're Fist and uh so this guy has been giving us a t- he leads you down some some alleyways and as you turn a corner you see one of the strangest sights you've ever seen in your life. The the building in front of you has bits of wood in places um <gasps> but honestly most of the outside of the shop is just these big kind of slabs or sheets of metal and uh there's a couple places you can see like metal bands like holding some of the support timbers together and and the whole thing is almost more metal than wood at this point i'm
1: gonna like nudge the guy and i'm gonna go that's pretty metal
0: uh yeah uh that's that's the guy you gotta convince to pay us all right shouldn't be too hard
1: you wait out here i'll be back in a minute
0: uh, okay. And uh, in red across the front of the building are the words Stronghearts Forge.
1: Uh, and then I'm going to like hold out my fist to to Fang and I'm going to go, hey, found the fist.
0: Yeah. Uh, Fang.
1: And uh, I'm just going to like shake my head and head inside.
0: Um, So stepping inside, uh, you see uh, a halfling um, standing, kind of preparing things for the day. And as the door opens, he's like, I'm not open yet. Are you strong, hurt? Yeah, but I'm not open yet.
1: All right, I'm going to, like, get down, like, at his level. I'm going to go, listen, I don't actually, I'm not, I know, I get you're closed. This is not ideal, but the, uh, okay. I am currently trying to investigate the Vipers, and they sent me here to beat you up to get some money. Now, obviously, I don't want to do that because, well, you're very small and I'd kill you. Uh, And also because I don't want to do that just as a moral thing. It's a Eh, moral
0: dilemma. We'd we'd see about that.
1: Well, anyway, I don't want to do it, uh, but I need you to make it seem like I did so that I can continue on with this whole charade that I'm pulling. Uh,
0: He looks at you and he's kind of like, and how do I know this isn't just a way for you to get money out of me anyway? Maybe you'll come back next week and pull the same thing. Oh, I'm investigating them. I need more money. All right, what about this?
1: How much do you owe?
0: Like, I'm going to tell you that.
1: I'll pay it so that you don't lose any money, and then I can continue on with my investigation.
0: All right. They've been asking for two gold every week.
1: All right, and how many weeks behind are you?
0: Oh, oh, uh, I've already dealt with some attacks so far. Uh, I think I could deal with some more, but you can just give them two gold and tell them I've started.
1: All right, fair enough. So, uh, I'm hesitant to ask this, but how well can you take a punch?
0: Ha, Try me.
1: You asked for it, and I'm just gonna, not too hard, because I, I do, st- like, he's still small, so I'm still like,
0: uh, can you, though? Sure. But I
1: am gonna, I'm gonna give him a, a good old,
0: ugh. Uh, you hit him, and he kind of, he staggers back a little bit just because he's small. And then he looks up at you and he's like, that was a good one. Come back and give me another sometime.
1: <laughs> yeah you're a you lad all right well sorry for the uh the trouble yeah but uh a man's work is never done
0: knock them on their asses for me
1: <laughs> I'll do my best and uh uh yeah I'll I'll uh, one more thing just to really sell it I'm gonna knock some stuff on the floor uh, <laughs> I'm very sorry but it'll, it'll no help it's fine them off your ass. it's
0: all it's all well made you can right. take it I'm
1: gonna just as uh, not everything, but like a decent amount, I'm just gonna as make as much noise with it as I can. Sure. Really ham it up. he, he has up a
0: couple. He has a couple suits of armor that you can kind of throw against each other and stuff. And he just kind of he just kind of stands in the corner with his arms crossed and watches you.
1: Yep. And uh, as I'm just, i knocking stuff over, and then when I feel like I've done enough, I'm gonna like pick up a helmet, and like as I'm walking out the door, just kind of like make sure I'm visible mm-hmm. in the street kind of inspect the helmet and then just throw it back over my shoulder.
0: And uh, he actually, he actually um, kind of complies with you by going, all right, all right, you've made your point. And don't forget it. The vipers don't
1: forget, and they especially
0: don't forgive. And and as you, as you rejoin Fang, he's like, but like we, we kind of do forgive, don't we? Because, like, we took his money, so now we're just going to keep taking his money and we're not going to do this. Listen, today. Fang,
1: I can't have you second-guessing what I say, all right? If this is going to work, you got to be on board or you got to get out of the way.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Good. We don't forgive, we don't forget.
0: Remember it. Uh, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> yes, yes, sir, Mr. Fist. All right, that's a good lad. Let's go. <clears throat> so he takes you back to, uh, back to headquarters. And, uh, as you walk in, uh, same guy who talked to you this morning. is like, so did you do it?
1: And I'm going to slap three gold pieces down. I'm going to say a week's payment plus interest. Unfortunately, he didn't have anything more in the store to take, uh, but he got the message. He's going to be paying.
0: Well, that's good. I'm glad you accomplished what nobody else could. So, uh, what are you planning to do now?
1: Well, I'd like to meet the
0: head. Um, You met one last night, and I'm the other one. Oh. Uh, Congratulations. You got what you wanted.
1: Uh, Well, so what's the goal? What are we, what's, the, what's the game plan moving forward?
0: Well, we're just trying to build up our uh, money supplies right now so we can eventually start bringing in some, uh, some better equipment, you know, some weapons, some armor, that kind of thing. The idea is to start kicking out some of the other gangs from their territories. Right now, we've a... got, right now, all we've got is the arse. So it'd be nice to move up the head to the. Move up the waist to the head. Maybe even move inside the walls a little bit. We gotta nail down our territory and be secure here first, though. So who's in our way?
1: Maybe I can clear a path.
0: Right now, it's mostly just neighborhood gangs. Uh, it was kind of a power vacuum, which we filled quickly. Um, but, you know, there's, there's thugs and do gooders and. We can't do too much. We'll attract the attention of the city guard. And then the, the assholes up on the hill will start noticing us. And they'll come down here with the guards and do stuff. And, you know, there's just a lot. There's a lot of organization that has to take place.
1: Yeah. Now I can't help but notice. You all grew pretty fast.
0: How'd you do it? That's uh, something we don't talk about until you've been in for a while.
1: All right. So is there anybody else that I should meet? Anybody I should know?
0: No, I mean, fangs, scales, and and he kind of looks at you for a second, and the guy who walked you in is like, let's call him a fist. And the guy's like, ah, good enough. Fists, you're our only one right now. I don't know. We might need you to kill somebody here in a second, but we'd have to, I don't, I, listen, I don't know. We'll figure it out. It's, um, it's odd, because uh, this man is, everyone addresses him as a head, just like the man last night. But you, when you keep pushing him for stuff, he doesn't seem to actually have a ton of information. Yeah.
1: I'm getting the feeling that this guy's not the top of the chain.
0: Yeah. And yet, he's definitely claiming that he's the top of the chain. Yeah.
1: So I'm going to... Hey, uh, Head, can we talk alone for a minute? I've got uh, a personal matter.
0: Yeah, sure. And I don't
1: really want anybody.
0: Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Fangs, get out, go check on your scales or something, or go home, take a break, whatever, I don't care. And uh, they kind of file out like they're supposed to. Mm-hmm.
1: And
0: then he looks up to you, he's like, yeah, what is it? Okay,
1: well, I want to listen really quick, make sure that nobody's at the door listening. Just, like, kind of listen, at, you know, make um, sure there's nobody there.
0: Yeah, uh, it seems like they've cleared out. Uh, the, oh, one, good. the one thing you've noticed in this gang is there's a clear hierarchy and they tend to follow it pretty, pretty closely.
1: That's good. That is good to know. And we go, all right, you're clearly a man of industry. You've got a a good head for business, but uh, let's be honest, you're not a leader. You're at the top, but are you really? How high does this go?
0: I don't know. All I know is that I'm put in charge of this, this, this here. And I'm sure there's probably cells operating elsewhere in the city, but all I know about is this one.
1: So you're just one head.
0: Well, yeah. Well, one I mean, head. like,
1: the, this is what we have here isn't it. This isn't everything.
0: No, I, I assume there's others, but I don't know about them. That's kind of the point. So, how'd you get in? Same if way. If you're you... not the top, then. Same way you did, guy. Asked me if I wanted to join, and so I did. And
1: who was that? Where did they come from?
0: Oh, it was, it was the other head. He needed somebody to take the night shift, and he knew me because we'd run some jobs together a few years back. Uh, so did, yeah, so did he, he start all this? Who started it? I don't know. It's funny because I think the guy who recruited him actually was killed a week or two after he joined up. Um, it doesn't seem like we have a connection. We just get these, we just get these messages sometimes. And you just, you don't know where they come from. They just come. Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a code and stuff, but we just, we just do what we're told. And right now we're supposed to be securing uh, the businesses in this area.
1: All right. Well, it seems like you're supposed to be in charge, but you
0: don't really know that much. It
1: gives me a lot of confidence in your business.
0: Well, you think you can do better?
1: Maybe I can.
0: Yeah, except that all these fools here are going to listen to me instead of you.
1: And I'm going to pull one of my hand axes out and I go, how are they going to listen to you if you don't have a tongue? (laughs) I'm just kidding with you. And I'm going to clap him on the shoulder. Yeah, you're a feisty one.
0: You think if I yell, they won't be here in a second? They're not listening to our conversation, but they're still in the building.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I get it. I get it. Hierarchy. People listen to the head. Do what you're told. Yada, yada, yada. Listen, let me know when there's somebody's head that needs breaking. I'll be around.
0: Oh, sure. Yeah, where can we, where can we contact you?
1: <laughs> Just look for the really big guy in the warrants.
0: Listen, it's a big city. Where are you going to be? Do, we, do I have to send one of my fangs to shadow you?
1: Uh, tell you what. You can, what was the name of the tavern that I entered first?
0: Casula's uh, Arrows.
1: You can find me at Casula's Arrows.
0: All right. Don't much like doing business with Kasula. She's too much of a good do-gooder, but I suppose that's good enough cover. So very well. If we need you, we'll contact you. All right.
1: I'll see you around, And
0: uh, I'll leave. Well, so I've learned
1: some good information from this. I know that the the heads are not the top of the organization, so clearly this is coming from somewhere above. Where that is coming from is anybody's guess at the moment but i can probably figure that out so they said that they get messages right but he didn't reference how they received them
0: that's correct i
1: am gonna go back to kasula's arrows i'm gonna talk to her again so i head into kasula's arrows it's the next day
0: mm-hmm.
1: i mean it's the same day as it was just a moment ago but it's right. the day
0: after i first right. met her all right. How busy does it look? It's, it's, oh, fairly, it's fairly early. Um, you got your business out of the way. I mean, he wasn't even open yet when you went and intimidated him. Um, yeah. So it's, it's mid-morning, so it's not very busy at all.
1: Okay. Um, I want to make sure that I'm, like, checking behind me the entire way here. I want to see if it looks like there's any fangs shadowing me.
0: Um, you don't really notice anyone follow you, although on your way out you do notice several alleys. That you're like, oh, there's somebody in there. Oh, there's there's somebody. Oh, this is where they are. Now that I've noticed
1: them once, I've noticed right. them.
0: Now that you've kind of figured out the pattern, you see a shop that looks like it might be making some money, and there's an alleyway nearby that you kind of just glance past and you see somebody in there.
1: Gotcha. Interesting. Do the Vipers have any, like, common markings or anything? Like, they don't have, like, a tattoo or something. No,
0: no. They're okay. all wearing... In fact, they're all wearing nondescript.
1: Gotcha. They really are just trying to look like just people in the city. That is, unfortunately, a very smart way to do things.
0: It is. And it it seems like there's more intelligence at the top of this organization than anywhere else. Your arrow is still firmly stuck into the wood. Nice. And when you walk in, she's just kind of sitting behind the bar. Gotcha. I'm going to pull
1: up and... Grab some, grab some stool, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna kind of put my hands on the bar. Morning,
0: Good morning. Welcome back.
1: Yes, it's been a hell of a night. Did you know that the Vipers are absolutely everywhere? Oh. I didn't know that until last night.
0: Well, everywhere. I mean, not everywhere, but yeah, they're they're kind of powerful in this in this end.
1: I'm not throwing any labels. I'm not throwing any accusations. I'm just saying. If somebody were to have affiliated with them in the past or worked with them before, uh, I know somebody who might be interested in some information about said organization and would be interested in striking up an agreement for said information.
0: Okay, so you want me to talk to someone? And I'm going
1: to like very casually like, put my finger up and then like bring it around to myself.
0: Oh yeah. That makes sense. (laughs) Oh, oh yeah. Of course. Of of course. Yeah. Um, They came around here trying to give me some trouble, but I've got enough support from the sailors and dock workers. They couldn't really do anything. I think, I think their failure with my tavern was the reason they decided to focus more on the shops. Makes sense. Makes sense.
1: So did you see anybody that you knew anybody that you know any recognizable people? Did they look like they were from the Warrens, or did they look like they were from around here?
0: Everybody who dealt with me was locals. Um, <clears throat> you know, I stay, I stay here. I see a lot of people come in and out, but I don't, mm, I don't, I don't know that I, I don't think I saw any of them, you know, coming in from outside or anything. You could always check. Uh, well, okay, so they started making trouble about a month ago. So you could probably check. I don't, I don't even know if anything happened a month ago that might have coincided. There is somebody you could ask who might know. Um, yes. If you, head up, if you head up to Holy Town, there's an archivist there. He uh, he runs the archives for the, the Temple of the Mistress of Knowledge. And uh, he... He has ways of knowing stuff um, so he, he might be able to help you people go to him with questions and problems all the time I uh, can't make any promises but you know maybe all right well
1: that's better than nothing Thank you I should get going on that then thank you thank you for your information that's very helpful I will come back to you if I think of anything else
0: yeah sure and if you can uh, you can take those bastards out do it I'm working <laughs>
1: I'm closer than I thought I'd be. I definitely got a lot further than I
0: expected. Well, wow, Turns out
1: it's not that hard to join.
0: And uh, it's easy, you know, it's easy to get directions. You head to the north um, where you've, you kind of walk past the, uh, the beehive there. And mm-hmm. uh, you head into the warehouse district. And the warehouse district is full of these broad streets with carts. The carts stay to either side of the street. And you'll see one pull in. And each of the warehouses seems to be fortified and marked. With like the name of a the name of a business or a shipping company, um, you also notice that while there are guards patrolling the streets, the guards at each of the warehouses appear to be wearing their own their own colors. So
1: everyone runs their own. Okay.
0: Yeah, like each warehouse has its own security.
1: Well, uh, I'm gonna make a mental note. There is no way that the Vipers don't have a warehouse here.
0: And, and it's pretty easy to get through, obviously, because it's just literally laid out in blocks um, like any decent city would be. You get to the other side. There's inns and lodging. The people here are of a much higher quality than those you saw in the Warrens, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. Also, a lot of these people have have luggage with them. They have they have packs. They have things like that. You see some walking around with like servants. Um, this is where the people stay who are just stopping over and then on the other side of the of the inns you come to the temple district known as holy town to the locals and it's not hard to follow the directions you were given um to a gigantic kind of square cube cube shaped building and there are people at several of the shrines and temples and there are various various uh different priests and things and uh the door to the temple is open and uh As you step up, there's a gate at a second doorway inside, and there's a counter in front of it with a rather old-looking elvish man standing there. And he looks up as you enter, and he's like, yes?
1: Hello. I was told to come here if I was looking for information that was not easily obtainable.
0: Yes. Yes, I... Am the archivist. Is there something specific that you were searching today, sir? Yes,
1: I was looking for information about
0: the Viper gang. I see. I may have some sort of information. You're a lucky young man, you know. If you really? just come here straight off, I may not have told you anything, but that thing you did for young Stroth was good. I appreciate that. Oh, I, you saw it. I see nice. rather a lot, I know rather a lot, and I collect rather a lot. Well, so, then... the vipers, you say? Yes. Um, one moment. He kind of turns, and there's a, there's a little bookshelf next to him. He pulls a book out of it, and he sets it down, and he opens it up, and uh, kind of glancing at it, the language is utterly incomprehensible to you. Oh, boy. This is not a language you speak, and he's kind of muttering, he's, he's like, so, Problems with the Vipers began approximately one month ago. Very well. That means that... Well, let's see. What if we cross-reference cross and he pulls out another book and he kind of runs his hand, runs his hand down a, a series. You can't read this one either, but this one is at least some sort of ledger. He's writing his hands down. and He's like, okay, one month ago, yes. So, one month ago... Um, a ship arrived, down in uh, the Traveler's docks, and yes. this ship contained an eclectic mix of people. Uh, one of which was one of which was a dwarf. This dwarf, what was his name? young man, all in good time.
1: Sorry, yes, this is this course. dwarf
0: was fleeing something. He is the only one from that ship that did not leave, and his movements can be traced to where he disappeared into the Warrens, and three days later, the Vipers were formed. Now, given that this is the only event of note in that time period, and that nothing else spectacular or unexpected happening, it is likely that this uh, dwarf was, in fact, the cause of the Vipers. <clears throat> his name His name was Dalos. He didn't go by... Uh, A surname. He never gave one. Uh, But it is likely that he, in some way, spurred the creation uh, of this gang. I don't know that I can give you much more information. Uh, Hold on. Let me check one more thing. He reaches over and pulls out a third book, which he piles on top of the others, and he's searching. He's looking down. Yes, uh, this Dalos, he's staying at a nearby inn. He's staying at an inn called Alyssa's Dragon. Is that on Tavern Row? No, no, no. That's just over in the hostel. Oh, not far at all. No. Um, It is one of the middle-class places of lodging in this city. I'm sure the proprietors don't know who he actually is, or they wouldn't shelter him, but they are sheltering him, and it would be best if you would speak to him then. Uh, The other thing is that uh, he's usually there in the evenings... So, I would advise that you wait until then, unless you want to go in fists cocked and ready, as you young types so often do. Uh,
1: I think I'll take a more level-headed.
0: That is, I'm afraid, all the information I can give you about that. Was there another subject you were interested in?
1: For the moment, no. I think this is a bit more pressing than anything else.
0: Very well. Now, um, perhaps you have something to give me in exchange for this information. Some... Some legend or story. I do collect knowledge, after all.
1: Perhaps I think I might have uh, a story or two. Very well. Uh, well, this is one that my father used to tell me the story of Jormungandr. He would call it the World Serpent. Now, this was one of my favorite stories because Jormungandr was uh, the largest creature in, in existence. And I always found that fascinating, that there could be something larger than even my father, who was the largest man I knew. Jormungandr was said to rattle all the way around the world, biting his own tail to hold it together. And that when he let go of his tail at last, it would be the end of all things, a time called Ragnarok. Now, my father said that this was not something that Jormungandr would do willingly, but it would do in response to another creature known as Thor, uh, attacking the World Serpent and forcing the creature to defend itself. It was always sort of ironic, because Thor wanted to prevent Ragnarok by slaying the serpent, not realizing that in doing so would be the cause of the very thing he sought to prevent. It is said that they have battled and will battle many times over, and that each time they do it is so calamitous that it simply rewinds time, puts it back to a place where it hasn't happened yet that it is said that the world serpent has lived many lives over because of how many fights with Thor he has had and that they will do it again and again until at last, the serpent will defeat Thor in combat.
0: Um, as you tell, as you tell this tale, he stops every now and then and asks for details. Um, and he is writing the entire time in this strange language. Um, and as, as you kind of finish, he goes, yes, yes similarities with some of the others. Uh, a couple key differences, very interesting uh, cultural things. Young man, what do you think you can learn from this tale? Well,
1: I believe that it is wise to uh, learn more about what you face before you face off against it. Thor is a classic tale, of the hubris of a warrior. But uh, I think it is important to stop and examine just exactly what you're getting into.
0: In other words, the man who fights serpents should be careful. Indeed. And he, he kind That's of like fixes you with a gaze as he says it. And yes, he, I And then he just and then he just nods and goes back yes. and starts putting his books away.
1: A serpent can be a very dangerous thing.
0: Um it's probably uh it's probably about noon now. Um with with you telling your tale and him getting the information and all of that. Well, I don't think there's anything else
1: that this that I'm actually um, there is one more thing that I would like to ask about. It, uh, you asked me if there was anything else, and, uh, well, since I have the time, I there is something. Very well. Uh, now, Jormungandr is a giant, as I am. Part giant, a half giant. But in my homeland, we haven't actually seen true giants in a very long time. And I was hoping, perhaps, to rediscover them. You wouldn't happen to know if giants would are exist in this land would
0: you there are there are legends uh that deal with the giants the people of this uh people of this region have stories about large human-like monsters that rampage their way through on a journey to somewhere else i can have those legends copied for you so that you may study them at your leisure if you would prefer if you don't mind Very well. If you'll come back in a few days, I will have those copied out for you. Uh, They are common tales. I have no compulsion sharing those for free, and plus you've given me some very interesting cultural differences to that particular myth. So I will provide these to you free of charge. Once again, a few days, and I will have them copied out for you.
1: Thank you. I, (laughs) I greatly appreciate it.
0: Anything for someone who looks after those who are less fortunate.
1: It was something that I was always taught, so it is my duty, I believe.
0: And now you reap the rewards of that teaching. I'll Thank see you. you I'll see you again.
1: See you in a few days. All right, I'm gonna make my way to Alyssa's Dragon and I want to scope the place out from the exterior first,
0: just like see like how big this place is. Sure. Um, Alyssa's dragon, the sign out front, has a painting on it. Of a lizard folk man mm. with uh, green scales with some blue highlighting. And uh, it being kind of afternoon now, you hear from, from inside and you can kind of see through the, through the door and windows that there's a great room. There's some, some mixed laughter coming out of it. It appears that there's some sort of entertainment happening. Interesting. Uh, well,
1: I'll go inside and I'll see what, uh, what the commotion is.
0: So you step inside and there's a raised stage, kind of a platform at one end of the room opposite uh, where the bar and the counters are. And uh, it's one of the oddest sights you've ever seen. There's a creature standing on this stage. Uh, it's just a skeleton. You, uh, you know, you've seen skeletons before. Uh, this, one yeah. is, this one is moving around. And uh, when you first walk in, what he's doing is just bobbing his head back and forth. And you can hear this tink, 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 tink sound coming from inside. He's like, well, ladies and gentlemen, I, uh, I've got one more for you before I go. Let me ask you this. Why are skeletons always so calm? How do I keep my cool demeanor up on stage? Well, let me tell you, folks, it's because nothing gets under my skin. <laughs> and he kind of he kind of fixes he kind of fixes the audience with an eye and winks at them, and then he uh, he he uh, he waggles his How head again he for uh, for a tink 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 again, and then he just kind of points at the audience and walks off, and everybody That's starts clapping and cheering.
1: Incredible, truly, this is. High society.
0: That's right? Alright. Yeah. And then
1: does he like he just walks off stage and Yeah,
0: he kind of goes down to a to a little table next to and you could see like some people like walking up to him and stuff and and it actually looks like he might be signing some autographs. Oh
1: my God!
0: And then, as you look, as you look to the other side of the room, there's a counter there. There's actually a couple counters. There's one that looks kind of like a restaurant counter, and then there's the more traditional sort of inn counter. Um, <clears throat> and standing at the uh, standing at the uh, the one for like a like a restaurant is a lizard folk man, who is who is serving drinks and food. And at the other one, there's a woman, uh, a human woman.
1: Gotcha. Well, I assume the human woman is Alyssa. And the lizard folk is the dragon.
0: That's uh, very insightful of you.
1: Yes, I the lizard, am.
0: The lizard folk man does actually have the same coloring as the sign outside.
1: Interesting. All right. Uh, and I, I, I don't. I assume I don't see Dalos here. No, he's not here. Yeah, because he's a, he comes here to eat. All right. Um, I'm going to find a seat. I'm gonna like. Does it look like anybody else is going up on stage?
0: Uh no. Seems Gosh. like there's it seems like there's a break in the entertainment here. Uh, somebody comes out and like puts a sign on the stage that is like next show and it's a couple hours from now.
1: So i mean, so this is an inn as well. Like this has yeah. it's not just a tavern, but it's also um, lodging. Right. I am going to do something dumb <laughs> and I'm gonna cast pass about trace on myself. And I am going to sneak. To, wait, did the uh, did the archivist mention that Dallas lives here or that he just hides here?
0: Um, he stays there.
1: He stays here. So he, assumedly, he has a room.
0: Here. Right. Okay.
1: So I'm going to you know sneak into the the living quarters, and I want to see if I can find his room. What, what I mean. Sure. I don't know what would mark it as being his room, but I'm gonna search
0: the room. You, uh, you head up the stairs, kind of like slipping in and everything. You, of course, once you're up, once you're up in the in the floors of rooms. You just walk like you belong there. Nobody calls you on it. Yeah. You walk around and you're kind of looking at the rooms, kind of trying to get a feel. It's a pretty standardized place. It doesn't look like any one room is any more... A dwarf. ...evil than another.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, I think the kind of things I would be looking for, I'd have to, like, really search the rooms for.
0: Yeah, you'd have to break into some rooms.
1: <laughs> Don't want to get caught red-handed it seems, breaking and entering.
0: It seems like it might be more trouble than it's worth.
1: Yes, Okay.
0: And this um, place probably has like fifty rooms.
1: So that it not only would it take a long yeah. time, it's also illegal. I probably should have figured as much. <laughs> That's okay. So let's see. We've got I'm in the Alyssa's Dragon Tavern. We've got a marketplace. We've got the warrants again. Uh
0: what time is it around?
1: Like one o'clock?
0: Bit? Um yeah, probably since you've gone upstairs and you've gone through the whole place. It's probably closer to 2, 2.30. How long would it take me
1: to go back to Cassaro's Arrows and then back again to Alyssa's Dragons? Maybe a half Just hour to like total. Like a half hour total. Yeah. Okay. Not a super long time. No. Okay. I'm going to do a triangle. I'm going to go from here. To Kisara's arrows. Sure. See if anybody is around there looking for me, because I said I'd be there. Right. And then from Kisara's arrows, I'm gonna go to uh the blacksmith. Uh, I'm gonna visit Stroth, and then from Stroth, I'm gonna go back to the the Anti-Mac currently.
0: So yeah, yeah. You, you head back down to uh to Casula's arrows, and in fact, uh there has actually been a message for you. Okay. Um there is a uh there's uh there's a call for you to go back to uh, headquarters which you now know isn't really headquarters um there's a call for you to go back to headquarters and report in because they have a job for you
1: okay then i'm going to add that to my list of places to stop at
0: sure and then as you head into uh, as you head over to stroth you can see that once again his shop has been trashed the uh the s and the c in his the s's in his name and the c in furnace have once again been kind of carved out more violently this time and he, hasn't, he apparently hasn't had the chance to fix it yet. It, it It's not as messy in front. It seems like he may have cleaned it up at the beginning of the day this time instead of waiting. But there is definitely a pile of, of trash kind of over at the side of his building. Got it. Are you going inside to talk to him?
1: I feel really bad, but no. I think that I can do a lot more for him if I just, like, fix this.
0: Sure. You head over to uh, headquarters. And you get there pretty quickly. Uh, a lot quick more quickly than you did walking with uh, the Fang the night before as you, you walk up and you pound on the door and it opens the, the head from the night before is like, yeah, uh, come in. We got a, we got a job oh, for you fist. Yeah. We're going to need to work on that name. Hey, I don't make the decisions around here. I mean, I do, but I also don't. Oh yeah. Everyone's already calling you fist. So. All right. We'll workshop it. Um, what do you need? <clears throat> we got a, we got a target for you to kill. You need to make it look like a mugging, like a mugging gone wrong. Mm hmm. Bash his head in. Maybe maybe even make him look unrecognizable after he's dead or before he's dead. I don't want to get in the way of whatever your methods are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, so uh, we need you here in the next hour or so to head up to the north gate. Uh, you'll be right next to a beehive, so be careful because there will be guards on the other side of the wall. Make sure you stay on this side. Uh, and there's, uh, there's a young, <laughs> young, <laughs> there's a small guy, uh, a dwarf. He's going to be heading back up toward the hostel. We need you to pull him into an alley and do him in. All right. What's uh? What's his crime? Well, uh, the boss said he's got to die, so he's got to die. We don't we don't ask questions. Asking questions is a good way to end up just like him. <laughs>
1: Fair enough. All right.
0: But uh, so. I told I told the I told them, uh, we could we had somebody for this, and we're trying to you know we're trying to gain a little bit more prestige in the organization. And so, since I found somebody who could do this job, I volunteered you to do it. I hope you don't mind, but you did say you'd be part of the gang.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, do I have a name, or do all I have to go on is a dwarf?
0: Yeah, his name is Dallos and we need you to do him in real good.
1: All right, Dallos the Dwarf. Got it. It'll be done. Look for the body in the papers tomorrow.
0: All right. <clears throat> we'll, be, uh, we'll be checking up on that, of course, because we want to find the body tonight before the guards do. But definitely leave it where you kill it. Yeah, yeah, all right. Anything else? Oh, no, that'll be it. Um, Once you've done the job, you can go back to wherever you're staying, go back to Casula's Arrows if that's what suits your fancy. Uh, We'll have your pay tomorrow. All
1: right, well, see you tomorrow. Yep. And I'm I'm, all right, walking out, and I am internally losing my ship. Well, I am going to, as quickly as I can, make my way there.
0: You find a likely ambush spot where you can kind of see people approaching the gate. There's a little bit of an open area. So and mm-hmm. you can see that pretty much anybody mm-hmm. who wants to get to the gate coming from the Warrens will have to cross it. Um, and you're okay. on the other side kind of watching to see which which street he might go down. So you can duck into an alley and.
1: Uh, yeah, I find a good spot to, to wait. And I'm just keeping watch for every dwarf that passes by.
0: And you've been given a, a pretty clear description of him. Honestly, some of the description was pretty pretty self explanatory. they're like they started out with like, he's short, he's stocky. You're like Yeah, uh um, uh-huh. He does. He has he has black hair and a beard and he's going to be dressed in nicer clothes than the people around him. Oh well that yeah stick out like a sword. Yeah, yeah. And standing here watching the crowds, you're like, Oh yeah, this is this is not gonna be hard. These people are dressed terribly. And and right now a lot of what you're seeing as well is you're seeing a lot of the farm workers coming to coming in to the shops to do their evening shopping. And so you've got a lot of people just covered in mud and dirt and like they're dusty and they're, they're sweaty. And you're like, Oh man, he's going to stick out. And, oh, uh, man. probably about 45 minutes after you arrive, you do see, and he's not even like sneaking. He's just walking. He's just walking. He, th- um, he doesn't know that anything's there. Yeah. Everybody's kind of splitting around him as he walks. Um, nobody's bumping into him. He's just kind of striding. He doesn't appear to have any weapons on him, um, but he's uh, he's walking. You can you can definitely see which, uh, which street he's going to take and position yourself in an alley.
1: All right. I'm going to wait until I'm going to get up to that alley
0: mm-hmm. as
1: quickly and quietly as I can, and then as he's going past, I'm just going to pull him in.
0: As he walks by, you just reach out a long arm and grab his shoulder and yank him off balance, and he stumbles into the alley, and he's like, Alright, what's this? What's, what, is, what are you doing? What do you want? Hey, 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 hey. I need you to quiet down, mate. Yeah, and I need you All to right. let go of me.
1: And I'm going to go, listen, you're going to be really glad I'm holding on to you in about five seconds when I tell you that I was sent here to kill you, but I'm not going to.
0: Those bastards. I thought they were planning something like this. Do everything for them. Set up their entire structure. This is what they want to do? They want to they silence me?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very sad. You're a gang member and you're getting killed. Well, how? I feel so bad for you. Listen, I need you to tell me who wants you dead.
0: Well, I can give you where the headquarters is, and you can just go murder everyone there. Is that yeah, be, yeah, would That perfect. be good enough I'll, for you?
1: I'll, I'll cut all their heads off. Just tell me who.
0: All right, and uh, he gives you directions to a place deep, deep in the Warrens. He does warn you; it's not a very nice neighborhood. Yeah, I have to. I have to like wear nasty clothes when i go and then change into these on the edge of the neighborhood it's a it's a bad place but yeah uh this is the this is our headquarters it's a big two-story building uh just go in and wipe them out that'll be great and uh i'll just be heading back to my inn.
1: now hold up why did you start the vipers
0: seemed like a good way to get money and power that's it is there anything else in life
1: well did did somebody pay you were you hired was it your idea?
0: No, I was broke. So how do you make money the fastest? You start a gang, especially when you're as good at it as I am. Wow, clearly, I need to, uh, clearly I need to hire better help. The whole loyalty thing's not working out very well for them, but...
1: Listen, bud, you're not making a great case for me to not kill you right now.
0: Oh, go ahead. Do what they want you to do. Be, be the gang member they know you are.
1: Listen, I'm going to make you a deal. You go back to your inn, you pack up your shit... You get out of town. Because if you don't, I'll tell you, I'll tell them where you are and how to find you. So you're going to, Whoa,
0: wait, wait, you're going to tell the guys that you're going to kill where I am. This is your first time being a hero, boy.
1: It's definitely in the single digits.
0: Well, you're going to have to be better at it than that. Better, better, no, listen, 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 I like you, boy. I like you, so I'm going to give you some advice. No, what's going to happen is if I don't pack up and leave, you're going to come to my inn and you're going to murder me. See? See how that works? Now you're someone I can actually I'm break him of.
1: in the nose. I want to break his nose.
0: Oh, oh! I'm just trying to help. Whatever. Fine. Yeah, and I'm making
1: it look convincing. You beat me in the fight. Get on. All
0: right. Well, <clears throat> come down. Come down to the docks tomorrow and I'll be headed out, okay?
1: Good. I'm glad we had this talk.
0: Yeah, asshole.
1: Hey, I didn't start a gang. That was you. That was all you. This was your idea. Don't act like you didn't have this coming.
0: Yeah, I'm better at starting a gang than you are at stopping them. Apparently.
1: Well, at least I wasn't on somebody's hit list and then immediately got found. If I'd actually wanted to kill you, you'd be dead.
0: Ah, risk of the trade. Go
1: home. What a shit show.
0: You actually watch as he uh, he uh, he looks up at you and then he winks. And then he disappears and reappears 30 feet down the street and starts walking.
1: I'm taking these people down. I'm heading there now. I'm going to the.
0: It's a, it's actually a building a lot like the headquarters that you've, you've kind of been at before. It's uh, two stories. Half of it appears to be some sort of storage space, maybe not a stable this time, but it appears that the, the layout of the hideouts was also kind of standardized. Like they got the same kinds of build. And you know, from what you've seen, And from sleeping in one, one is to store the loot, the other is to store the people. And it's clear that they plan to uh, grow because their loot storage areas aren't as full as they might otherwise be. So you are right in front of the door. What would you like to do?
1: Oh, man. Uh, So this is the building. Yes. All right. Uh, Are there windows or anything? Is this a windowless building?
0: Here, you want to scout all the way around? Yeah, I'm going to move around. it. So we'll, yeah. There's a big, like, double door for, like, a wagon or a cart right there. Oh, okay. But there doesn't appear to really be any windows.
1: And I'm assuming it's not an open door?
0: In fact, okay. all the doors are closed. Um, it, is, it is getting on toward evening now. So it looks okay. like they are kind of locked up for the night. I mean, there are people in there, obviously, because they always have, you know, people keeping watch and stuff. And the leader is always on, on um, shift. There's always a leader on shift.
1: Obviously, there is a roof. Is it a flat roof?
0: Um, it is a, it is a peaked roof, so it's at an angle, but it's not too steep of an angle if you wanted to be up there.
1: Okay, and then is there a second floor? Yes. I, huh, I'm hesitant to go in axes swinging, because that seems like a good way to kill somebody who can be useful. And knock on the door. The big double door?
0: The big double door, big double door. It's all quiet in there for a second. And then... You hear kind of a groggy voice on the other side like, uh, uh who, who is that? It's the fist. The the what? The fist. That's not a what that's not a fi-
1: Wait, is there no communication between God damn it. Wait, Open are you the, the are you door.
0: the you're the hitter? Yes. Oh they they didn't tell me what they called you. Um okay. okay. What do you why are you here?
1: They told me that you sent a message that when I was done to come see you.
0: Oh, okay. Oh, uh, come on in. And he, right. um, he kind of pulls the door open. All right, I I'm to uh, come in. This guy Here opens the door and lets you in. Up the stairs, into the room.
1: All right. Uh, so there's nobody else in this room. All right. So where's your head?
0: He's up the stairs, right in there. He'll be right in there. Just, uh... I guess do your business. I'm going to go back to sleep.
1: All right. And I'm going to let him go back to sleep and I'm going to knock on the door.
0: Yeah. Come in.
1: All right. I go in.
0: And you step inside. <clears throat> and uh it's it's honestly the the room is much the same as the other one. There's some benches and like a little a little table and a chair and a longer table pushed up against one side and a fireplace as most of the most of the buildings here have. the man sitting next to the fireplace is a, uh, he's a rather handsome half-elf gentleman. Oh, he's a half-elf. And he's like, so you're the one we sent to do the job, yes?
1: Yes. You will not be hearing from Dalos ever again, I can assure you.
0: Very well. We'll go collect the body here in a couple hours. Find a good place to display it so that nobody knows, so everybody knows you don't mess with the vipers. Uh, You'll be well rewarded for this, of course. Um, As I'm sure they told you, we'll have your money tomorrow after we go through all of Dallas's things.
1: Yeah, I've got some questions, though.
0: Of course you do. What are they?
1: How many more are there? Because let's be honest, like, in this line of business, you don't just start up a company with two blokes. Who else? How many? Who else are we gonna have to knock off?
0: Oh, oh. Just one.
1: All right. So what's the, uh, what are the details? I can get started now.
0: Oh, you want to do this job yourself? Oh, very well. I'll, uh, let you know in the morning. Just head on into the other room and have a nap.
1: All right. Uh, I'm going to cast, uh, Hunter's Mark on this guy.
0: (laughs) Okay. Because I'm not that dumb. (laughs) no but you did represent to them that you were
1: exactly exactly i I am going to kind of hold my hand out and like go past and i want to like go like reach to shake his hand but i'm going to reach with my left hand i'm going to reach to shake his hand
0: he kind of reaches out to take your hand Good
1: to do in business with you lad and i'm going to grab his hand and with my other hand in a quick motion unsheath my axe and i want to bring it down into his shoulder
0: so you, uh, you grab his hand, you pull him forward and swing with the axe, and he's just slick enough to move to the side. Mm. Your axe kind of glances off the leather armor on his shoulder. The guy behind you is the first to react, and he's going he's gonna to whip out just essentially a, a, a mace and just swing it at your back. So you, you pull the other guy forward, and then this guy behind you just slams into the back. Luckily, your breastplate takes a lot of the damage, but still, you know, it, it hits you a little bit. And then uh, the guy in front of you, still holding to your hand, whips out his own uh, just short sword and tries to stab you with it. So the guy kind of takes out his short sword and he tries to stab you in the gut with it, but you're wearing a breastplate, so he just kind of stops it.
1: Uh, instead of pulling out my shield, I'm going to pull out my hand axe. So I'm dual wielding right now, okay. and I'm going to make... Uh, so I'm going to attack the guy twice. I am going to just, like, one axe attack into his side... Use my hand axe, catch him in the collarbone, hold him in place, head off.
0: Yeah, he's just, he's just stabbed his short sword into your armor, doing absolutely nothing. Um, you still have a hold of his left hand, which you drop in order to grab your hand axe. Slam your axe so that he, he kind of jerks to your left, and then you bury the hand axe in from an angle into his right collarbone. And then, holding him in place with a hand axe, you use, your, you use your battle axe to just lop his head off. And his headless body falls to the floor. From the room next door, you see uh, two more rush in. So now you are facing three of these guys. None of these have swords. These all have maces, just like the guy behind you. They appear to just be some type of bodyguard or something. And the first guy is going to swing at you and just, again... They're, they're going for center of mass, and it's just your armor is just blocking a lot of it. Like, you're just being battered on all sides, but you're not you're holding up against it fairly well.
1: Mm-hmm. Deflecting blows, armor's taking it.
0: Um, yeah, and, and so finally, you, you zig when you should have zagged, and mm-hmm. it catches you kind of in the side of your face, just a glancing blow.
1: I'm going to just, like, drop the hand axe, put two hands on the battle axe, and two-handed, two attacks same guy both times
0: first yes. one your first one misses but uh, he dodges and you manage to catch him on the backswing. you kind of carve a chunk out of his leather armor knock his breath out a little bit the uh, the guy who rushed in goes ahead swings a couple more times still just battering at your armor not doing any good uh, the next guy goes to swing at you and you uh, you use your reaction to put off uh, to put up a shield a magical shield between you and he and it just he, his his blow just stops before it hits you. Then his second one manages to sneak in. He swings it with way more force uh, and he hits you. And the next guy kind of mimics what his friend did and also hits you the same way. And then his with his last blow, he brings it down, but he's just a little off balance and it it doesn't it manages to glance off of your uh, your glowing shield as well. Well,
1: I am going to scoot around. So sure. th- these two are lined up, and this guy is in there.
0: So you kind of you kind of move to scoot around, and as you're moving away, two of them reach out and manage to land solid hits on your arms.
1: Yep, I am <clears throat> feeling it. I am going to uh, attack twice. Guy who is Hunter's sure. marked. Sure.
0: Yeah. So you you step around, taking the hits, and then you just you give you put all your focus into killing. This one before you. And as you make your two slashes with the axe, you just cut his chest open and he falls dead. Uh,
1: yes. I'm going to cast healing spirit. So I'm going to put the spirit right in front of me and I'm going to move forward into its space.
0: So you, uh, you cast your spell. You, you conjure this, this spirit that kind of hangs in the air next to you. And you st- as you step over into its ghostly form you can feel the healing flow through you. These guys are going to run up. They think they have you pinned against the wall now, so they're going to make their attacks. So they come in, and they kind of, like, bring it in from both directions and kind of slam into both of your sides, and it, it kind of, like, stands you up for a second and hurts a little bit. They kind of slam into you from both sides, but, like, something, something in, your, in your part giant blood flares, and you don't take any of the damage from it. I
1: think my best bet... Is just going for this guy battle axe two attacks before I hit him. I am going to use my planar warrior
0: feature. Focusing on the things you've learned in your training, you uh you mark you mark this guy as your target in a much different way than you did before with the hunter's mark and yet similar at the same time. And you bring in uh your axe to swing, and your axe almost builds up like a like a wave in front of it that instead of being a Instead of being a sharp edge when it hits, it's just like this wall of force. And you slam it into him, and you can actually see several of the ribs on his side cave in. And he's still standing, but he's definitely gasping, Brad. That's got to hurt. This guy is going to run away from you.
1: Oh, he's going to try and... uh, He's he's hurt,
0: and he tries to stumble back and out the door. All right, so as he stumbles away, you're going to swing your axe connecting as he turns, he kind of like, he kind of like waves his mace behind him as he turns and starts stumbling toward the door. And you just bring your ax down and bury it in his back. Like he's just a log of wood and he just collapses to the floor and you kind of have to yank your ax back out. And now there's only one left.
1: Yeah. I'm going to look at him and just, are you sure you want to do this?
0: Uh, He makes one swing at your face and he manages to kind of like, hit your jaw a little bit, and then it is your turn. I'm gonna
1: crack my neck, and uh, I'll take that as a yes. And I'm gonna swing twice.
0: So he cracks you against across the across the jaw with the mace. Kind of crack your neck and look back at him, and um, your first hit catches him, but then your second one, he dodges a little bit, and manages to catch most of it on his armor. And uh, he looks back at you, and he's kind of like, I think... I can do this for them. And then he'll swing his mace at you two more times.
1: Okay, I am going to use shield one more time and uh, deflect those blows.
0: Once again, he's swinging, and he seems so confident that he's going to hit you, but that same glowing wall of force intercepts his mace both times as he brings it in. Uh,
1: I'm going to mark him, and then two attacks.
0: Once again, focusing in on him, you just, every single blow, it's like... He is that practice dummy that you practiced on with your father when you were young. And you are just taking him apart using the precise strikes that you've known almost your entire life. Until finally, the <laughs> guy also falls down. leaving you alone in this room with four corpses.
1: All right. Uh, did the guy manage to open the door before, like, to get out?
0: No. He was almost to it, and you just cut him down.
1: I'm going to catch my breath for a moment. I am going to... Cast healing spirit again, and I'm just going to sit in it for the full minute.
0: You kind of you kind of slump against the table and re-summon your healing spirit that just kind yep. of stays around you and just slowly heals you back. You can feel your muscles start to get less sore, the sp- your cuts are starting to close up, um, and once again so, you feel strong.
1: I'm going to pick up my hand axe again because I dropped it yep. to do all my shit put everything in its place and i'm going to search this room to see this looks like their like main office right yeah all right i want to see if this ended things or if there is like letters to somewhere that takes this even higher
0: so you uh you find you definitely find in the uh in the other room the next one down uh, it looks like a little bit more a little bit more of an office and you do find uh quite the collection of documents Pretty much it looks like Dallas has written down his entire organizational plans, and it it appears that there are currently three cells operating in the city, one of which was the one that you joined through. They picked people to be the heads of those cells that were very obedient, but not that were very smart got it so so the the idea was um and and dallas actually you find uh you find just a note where he kind of he kind of wrote a note next to it where he's like if if the leadership goes down they won't be able to take over that's how we keep them compliant Uh, so this guy and dallas were the
1: were the two real like
0: Yeah. And and you get the feeling looking through some of their some of their records and stuff that this guy was almost being treated like a protege by Dallas. Dallas was teaching him how to run a gang. Um, And apparently he he, he learned his lessons too well. There's a lot of there's a lot of arrogance in the in the documents as well. Like they they were very they were very sure that in the next five to ten years they could they could take they could take over criminal operations in the city. Um, and they don't have a warehouse yet, but they were definitely working on it.
1: That's good to know. I mean, at least I know that like the vipers will give given time, fall apart on their own.
0: You have you have dismantled the leadership. You have cut off the head of the snake.
1: I guess that makes me Thor. All right, awesome. So I feel I feel pretty good about that. I am going to make my way out of the... I'm going to check the rest of the building and make sure that there's not anybody, like, left hiding. Sure.
0: Uh, the guy who let you in, who was apparently asleep, is gone, and the door has been left standing open. He ran. Oh, yeah. He heard
1: the sounds of a losing fight, and he dipped out pretty Yeah,
0: soon. yeah. He, he wasn't prepared to die for the cause.
1: That's good. Uh, I do feel a little bad about killing them, but... Uh, Justice
0: yeah vigilante yeah considering the number of guards you've seen in the Warrens that is zero somebody had Something. to.
1: somebody had to I couldn't just tie them all up I'm big but I'm not that big. okay well I'm gonna head back to Strath's uh, shop. I want to see him first and I want to has he cleaned up at all does it look better
0: um, yeah it's uh it's kind of um, early night now mm-hmm. cuz it's kind of evening when you went in you had this whole yeah. fight and you took the time to recover so yeah uh he's kind of cleaned up the stuff <clears throat> it's been all kind of swept into a back alley his his door is closed but you can still kind of hear him working inside the inside the building gotcha.
1: i'm going to like knock on the door but let myself in
0: sure sure and at first he kind of he kind of looks Apprehensive as the door opens and then he sees you and he's like, Hey
1: Hey. Hey look buddy. Look,
0: look what I'm making. Look what I've look what I've started making. Oh, it, what it, is it? It's, show me, show. It's uh it's uh and he, he shows you kind of a... he he's making like a mold and he's like if I put if I put the iron in here, then it'll come out with a design that's kind of like your act, but not exactly, because I don't want to like steal your family history. But it's similar. Of course. And, and you it looks look, it looks great. You look and it is it is similar but different enough. and he's like,'m I'm gonna I'm gonna make one of these and it's gonna be famous.
1: I completely agree. Uh, and I look forward to seeing. it. I can't wait to see who uses it.
0: So how, how have you been the past couple of days?
1: Well, uh, speaking of that, I have great news. Oh yeah. Uh, I don't think the Vipers will be bothering you anymore.
0: Oh, that's good. Yes,
1: I had a nice long chat with them, and we've come to an agreement that uh, you're under my protection now, and
0: oh, okay. you're not
1: to be messed with. Oh, that's good. I'm glad.
0: Yes, maybe so I'll, you'll be free to. Maybe I'll start work. getting more customers now.
1: I hope so. Hey, uh, I'll be sure to tell people wherever I go that you make a good axe. And I hand, I hold up the hand axe, and I go, "This saved my life tonight."
0: I'm glad. I'm. That's what I want from the thing that I make. That's why I came up here, you know.
1: Really? From underwater?
0: Yes, from the ocean. From the ocean, of
1: Yeah. Well, it's a good thing you did. Couldn't have done it without you.
0: Well, thank you. Thank you for helping me as well.
1: All right, well, you take care. I have a few more places that I need to stop by, but uh, if you do have any more trouble with anyone, just let me know.
0: Okay, bye.
1: All right, and I, I'm going to go to the dwarf. No, not the, not the dwarf, the halfling. The dwarf, sure. I'm going to go see the halfling next and let him know. I don't, uh, just, hey... I took care of it. All right. And uh, I will put uh, two gold pieces on the counter, and I'll say reparations for uh, messing up your store.
0: Well, uh, thank you. You want anything? You want any weapons or armor that I could sell you?
1: Hmm. What do you have? Perhaps uh, maybe you could do something. Instead of selling me something, could you make improvements to what I have? Um, to my my axe.
0: What uh? So, what kind of improvements would you like?
1: Uh, make it a little more accurate. Maybe make it a little sharper. Give it a little bit of an edge.
0: Um, yeah, I could I could probably uh, make that edge pretty keen for you if that's if that's something you'd be interested in. It'd be a whole lot easier to cut people up. I can tell you that.
1: Uh, that'd be perfect. That's exactly what I needed to do.
0: All right. Uh, just leave it with me overnight. Come back in the morning, and I'll uh, I'll have it ready for you.
1: Yep. I'll uh, I'll take it out of its hook, and I'll just. Put it on his, uh, put it on his, his desk, sure. his table. It's, sure, right. All right. Well, I will see you tomorrow.
0: Yep. See you then. I'll work on this tonight, and I'll be sure it's done for you first thing in the morning.
1: Much appreciated. And then, all right. Let's see. So I talked to him, and then the only two places I have to visit then are uh, Kisara, and then I guess I could go. I'll go to the temple tomorrow. So I'll go to, I'll go to Kisara's tavern, stay there for the night, tell her about what I did, and then. Make my way to the temple district.
0: Sure. Um, she's appreciative. She lets you have a place to stay uh, for the evening. She even, she even enlists you to do a little bit of uh, drunk duty. Um, <laughs> I will so do it. There are some that are there late at night. And, and you're, you know, you're good enough to just pick one up and carry them out by yourself. Oh, yeah. Um, so you head up to the, uh, the temple of the, uh, the Mistress of Knowledge. The archivist is, is standing there um, at his counter. You have to wait behind a couple of people who showed up first thing in the morning to ask questions. Um, he doesn't take out any of his books for any of their questions. Uh, he, he just knows. Just, he just knows them. Um, <clears throat> and then when you step up, he's like, oh, I believe you're here for your documents.
1: Yes. Uh, I also wanted to let you know that your information was uh, invaluable.
0: Yes. You appear to have cut off the head of the snake without allowing its tail to come free. Yes. It,
1: uh, I think I managed to keep things together.
0: Well, you've done a good job of it, and I have no doubt that you'll go on to do many more great things.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it. And I also appreciate you getting these documents for me. Yes,
0: here they are. uh, All of the legends from this region of the world uh, about the giants. I wish you well in your quest. And if you find out the answer, please come back and let me know.
1: You'll be the first to know. Uh, Do uh, do you have a name by chance?
0: I just go by the archivist. My title (laughs) is my name.
1: Of course. Well, thank you very much, archivist. I appreciate everything you've done.
0: And Valaris appreciates what you have done.
1: I hope so. And I'll put the, I'll put the books into my into my pack, and I will head down to the docks to make sure that Thalos is heading out.
0: Yeah, you actually uh, catch up with him halfway through the warehouse district. Oh, good. And uh, he's he's kind of tromping along with his with his stuff, and he sees you walking up behind him. He's like. I'm going. I'm going, okay? Good. I'm leaving, I'm leaving this god's forsaken city and I'm going somewhere else. Just tell me, did you kill the bastards?
1: Unfortunately, I didn't have much choice. So, well, yes. Well,
0: that's good, right? Because they were going to kill you after you killed me. Yes, it would have been nice if you had told me that. That boy was a good, that boy was a good learner. Oh, I had to make it fair. I had to make it fair. He did try to kill me, but he was also following what I taught him. So, I figured not telling yeah. you was the fairest thing I could do. How's your nose? It's uh, <clears throat> still bloody every now and then, but it's not the first time it's been broken.
1: I'm going to pat him on the top of his head uh, a little a little hard. I'm not like thwack, thwack, just like enough to, to jostle the nose.
0: He, uh, he kind of shakes his head. He's like, I understand, I understand. I'm leaving on the first ship out, all right? Good. I'm glad we understand each other.
1: But uh, if it's all the
0: same to you, I think I'll watch. Well, whatever gets your rocks off. And he uh, he goes on down. He uh, he quickly books passage um, at the uh, the dockmasters. And the dockmasters there's a couple there's a couple more ships that need passengers, and he's got the money to pay for the best one. So he, uh, he heads on down. As he's uh, as he's starting to walk down the dock, he turns and he's like, well. <clears throat> I made enough money to keep me going for a little while. Shame it had to end so soon, but I'm glad you got him in the end. You're a yeah, good Yeah, real guy. shame. Yeah, you're, you're, a, you're a great guy, and I hope that I never see you again. Yes, well, uh,
1: as long as you don't start any more gangs, you won't. But uh, if you do, I'll find you.
0: <laughs> he, just, he just turns and like shakes his head as he walks up the gangplank to the ship. All right.
1: And i I'll, I'll wave him off.
0: He, uh, he goes below pretty quickly and probably just stays in his cabin. and yeah. uh, is the next stage of your journey to sail off searching for legends? Yeah, I want to go
1: through those those uh, documents that he gave me and see like where they, where they point to.
0: Yeah, there's a couple there's a couple good leads, and so uh, you look through and you kind of make your notes and you make your plans and uh, book passage book your passage and as you sail out once again past the sentinel you look back at the city and you know that you've left the city a better place than it was when you arrived and so ends the tale of erland thoraxson well at least this part of his tale thank you for listening i appreciate the patience that you've extended to me i hope to see you again soon Hello, everybody. This is not The Archivist. This is Nathan. I am the DM um, and the narrator and everything else for this podcast. If you'd like to hear more episodes, and I certainly hope you do, I'll be releasing them every two weeks. I would like to commit to a, a stronger schedule, but unfortunately I have other things going on in my life. However, if you want to follow along and get notified of when new episodes are, you can follow us on SoundCloud, uh, SoundCloud.com slash Tales from the Archivist. You can go to Reddit. We have a subreddit. Uh, Reddit.com slash r slash Tales from the Archivist. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. Twitter.com slash from Archivist. Or you can search for Tales from the Archivist on Facebook. And we also have a page there where I will be posting all of the new episodes. I hope that you've enjoyed this, and if you'd like to connect with me and give me thoughts or volunteer to play a session or something like that, I would be interested in hearing from you. Once again, thank you very much for listening, and I hope you'll come back for our next episode.